God is multilingual. He literally speaks every language perfectly and he understands every language. Welcome to the Essentially Translatable Podcast brought to you by Lutheran Bible Translators. My name is Richard Oski, Chief Operating Officer here at LBT. Before we get started, I'd like to ask you to help spread the word about the Essentially Translatable Podcast so your friends and family can catch a glimpse at how God is at work in the world through Bible Translation Ministry. You can share a link to your social media directly from your podcast player, or copy and paste a link to lbt.org slash podcast, or forward the email you clicked on to listen to this episode. On today's episode, guest host Emily Wilson, Mission Mobilization Coordinator for LBT, talks to Tiffany Smith, who served an internship with us in Botswana for 10 weeks late in 2019. An LBT internship packs a lot of experiences into a short amount of time, as you'll hear, and will, as Tiffany says, change your life and your perspective of missionary work. With no further ado, let's turn it over to Emily. Thank you so much for joining us and for sharing a little bit about yourself and the internship uh, that you experienced with Lutheran Bible Translators Fall 2019. Mm -hmm. Um, Just to get started, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, so um, my name is Tiffany Smith. I went to Concordia University, Nebraska for four years for my bachelor's degree. Um, I'm originally from Iowa, but I've kind of just been living, (laughs) um, yeah, like in Nebraska for the last four years. Currently, I'm in Indiana, so just kind of all over the place for jobs and school and stuff. I ended up with a major in theology and um, a minor in English as a second language, and kind of how I got interested in like mission trips, international missions and things like that. Um, My sophomore year of college, I went on a mission trip for about eight or nine days to Jacmel, Haiti. And then I went the following year again to the same location for about 10 days with another team. And yeah, I just absolutely loved it. I loved kind of the thrill of just being in a new culture and meeting new people and helping out. Like I did a lot of volunteer projects, but we also did like taught ESL to some teens a couple weeknights while we were there. And that's like what really got my attention is just because I saw it as more of like, oh, wow, this could actually be a career rather than just, oh, a short-term mission trip where you go help out at an orphanage for a week or whatever. Um, I really saw how those seeds could be planted with the people you're working with, you know, far past the the amount of time that you might be there. So that's what really got my interest in going into missions initially. So, yeah. So can you tell us a little bit about how you first heard about Lutheran Bible Translators and then what made you decide to pursue an internship with us? Yeah. So Lutheran Bible Translators was an organization that I was familiar with because I grew up going to a Lutheran church. So occasionally my church would support uh, Lutheran Bible translators. And um, I'm pretty sure I met a couple of missionaries here and there. I couldn't tell you who they were. I was pretty young at the time. But then they would visit uh, Concordia because Concordia is a Lutheran university. And so sometimes they would come set up a booth at the student center or My freshman and sophomore year, I went to mission conferences. Um, One was in Nebraska my first year going, and then the other one was in Portland, Oregon. So that was pretty cool. But 
LBT always had a booth at one of those conferences as well. So finally at um, the one in Oregon, I went and sat in on like an LBT session. It was like a keynote speaker type of thing. And it, it really got my interest because it seemed to just be centered around everything I was passionate about at the time and still am like languages. And I'm not multilingual by any means. I wouldn't consider myself multilingual, but I just really love learning or trying to learn new languages. Um, I really like the detail and structure behind languages and stuff. It just really fascinates me. It's a ministry, international ministry at that. And so that really caught my attention as well. And so I kind of kept my eye on LBT for a while after that. And then it wasn't until my senior year that I decided, I think I'm, I really want to look into this as a possible career someday. Um, and so that's when I, yeah, asked about, I'm pretty sure it was you that I contacted about, um, yeah, like internships and if that was possible and what exactly I could do um, just to help help myself see if that's something that I want to actually pursue for full-time or not. Um, it's good to see like a little backstory and yeah, unfold <laughs> over the years. Mm-hmm. So can you share a little bit about the actual internship and mm-hmm. what did that look like? Yeah, so I went to Mount Botswana in September of 2019, so not that long ago. And then I was there until about the first week of December. So altogether, it was about 10 weeks. And I served with the Grolkies, so Carl and Kelsey. And as I was thinking about these questions, I tried to remember my language teacher while I was in Botswana taught me how to introduce myself to people. And I'm probably going to butcher this because it's been a long time since I practiced. But <laughs> uh, I think Ketuse et Bora Groki Karle Kelsey is what I would say to people if they ask, because that means I am a, I'm here assisting the Grokis, Carl and Kelsey. So yeah, fun little Setswana <laughs> lesson for you there. But, but yeah, like I said, I was there for about 10 weeks and I worked with Carl, who is basically the translation advisor for a couple of the the projects going on in Botswana. And then Kelsey is more focused on scripture engagement. And so with Carl, I met translators and the advisory committees for um, the Shiei Bible Project and the uh, Shekelahari Bible Project. And then with Kelsey, I traveled to Francistown for a week and met some of the the leaders from the Kalanga Bible Translation Project uh, Committee. And the Bible for Kalanga has already been, you know, published and everything a couple years ago. But Kelsey went, we went to go tell them about like how you can make a scripture app on your phone and, you know, just ways to distribute it, which also really, I can get into that a little bit later, but that also really opened my eyes into like another whole part of what LBT does. It's not just about Bible translation. It's also about distributing the Bible once it is published in that language and getting it out to the community and making it known that they have a Bible available in their own language. So yeah, I got to see like two sides of the coin there, which was really cool all within just like one couple um, in ministry. So that was really, really cool and changed my perspective a little bit on what I thought I was going into initially with that internship. (laughs) That's awesome. An unexpected sort mm-hmm. of yeah. jewelry in that. That's awesome. 
So could you tell us a little bit about what life looked like on the everyday as an intern? And that can range from like what the work looked like, but also what everyday life looked like in Botswana. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sure. Well, first off, I lived in a complex, which is just a closed neighborhood with a gate and everything. I lived in a little apartment on one side of it. And then on the other side lived the Grolkies. So basically every day I would just get up We agreed to meet at 9 a.m. every morning. I would walk over to their house and sit down, have coffee with them, talk about what the day was going to look like. Sometimes that would take a couple hours, depending on what we wanted to do or work on at that moment. Sometimes it took 10 minutes, and then either we would go somewhere to do more, or I would just go home and work on my own, you know, little project that they assigned me. And then there were some days that they said, you know what, take a break and just take the day to yourself, go explore, you know, go do whatever you want, make yourself um, feel at home here. That was really the first, I would say, two or three weeks of my internship was them just saying, you know, before we like really dive deep into your job, just feel free to like feel at home here and kind of explore a little bit, obviously with caution and being careful and everything. But just try to get used to the environment, maybe go to a restaurant or a you know coffee shop or the store or something like that. So they really held my hand for the first week or so. And then after that, I kind of started to branch out a little bit on my own. I think it was the second week I started taking language lessons. And so I would meet my language teacher, you know, by myself. Uh, her name was Beauty. And we would just meet at a coffee shop two or three times a week. And so the first First couple of times I took a taxi and then I had a car. And so once I kind of practiced driving on the left side of the road, uh, because that's how they drive there, I would just drive myself. And so, yeah. But on the days when I would work with the Grolkies for long periods of time, it was usually me and Kelsey trying to get into detail, checking the scripture app for the Kalanga New Testament. Um, I would go through and just make sure that the voice that was reading the scripture, if you, on the scripture app, you have the option to like play it out loud and it's someone reading it. And so my job was to go through and just make sure that the voice and the highlighting on the words was all synced up, which sounds like very tedious and (laughs) minuscule work, but it's definitely necessary. And it was, it was really interesting because as I listened, I mean, I got to I recognized more and more like words in Kalanga, you know, like as I was reading it, like, oh, this one's popped up a few times. This means forgiven or whatever. And so um, it was kind of cool to do that. Every Sunday we went to church. Um, I went with the Grokies. There's only one Lutheran church in Mound, and it's pretty small at that. But um, it was nice going to the same church every single week and seeing the same, you know, handful of people. It was something that just became very familiar and like comfortable for me by the end of the 10 weeks. And yeah, church was one of my favorite parts of the week. It was long. Um, It was about three hours every week, Um, sometimes longer than that, depending on what, if it was like a special church holiday or something. But but yeah, I know for the girl keys, it was probably hard to sit through (laughs) three hours with five kids. I can't imagine. But for me, you know, I didn't have to worry about that so much, but it was nice to just like sit there. And even though I couldn't understand half of the service, if you're familiar with a Lutheran, a typical like Lutheran church service, you can kind of pick up 
oh, I think they're talking about, they're doing like confession and absolution right now. And now they're doing the Lord's prayer. And now, because everything just has the same kind of cadence and sound to it, no matter what language it's in, which is kind of cool. So, so yeah. Yeah. Other than that, just a typical weekday was usually meet at 9am, talk for a while, plan something, work or do my own thing for the whole day. And then I would usually go over for dinner at the girl piece house too, and play with the kids and read them bedtime stories or whatever, just try to help around the house. I felt that was also kind of a part of my job or I, maybe I just made it part of my job. I don't know. Um, but to help them out as much as possible. Cause I know I grew up in a big family. I know how hard that can be raising a big family. So just tried to do my part there. And it also made me feel more at home because I have younger siblings and stuff. It, it really made me feel at home to be with the kids there. So that was, that was some of my highlights of my, my internship was just hanging out with them. <laughs> oh, definitely. I know that the Girl Key family really enjoyed you being there and, and missed you quite a bit when <laughs> you had to go back in December to the state. Mm-hmm. So just wanted to ask, what did you find yourself learning along the way in the internship? Because really, the, the intent for internships within Lutheran Bible translators is mostly a learning experience rather than here, have all of this experience under your belt so that you're, um, you know, an asset to the team. Your presence is an asset. Your learning is an asset. But we're not looking for people to be experts at interns. So along the way, what is it that you learned and how did you find yourself growing? Yeah, um, so I could probably go on all day about this, but I'm not going to. So I'm going to try and like summarize it in just a couple different categories. First off, the environment, the culture, what I learned from that, because I think that's definitely something that you miss on those shorter mission trips. I personally tried to just soak it all in like when I went to Haiti and stuff, because that was just something I'm very passionate about. I can still tell you, even though it was almost like four or five years ago since I've gone, I could still tell you the little details that I remember about those mission trips, but I know that's not the case for everyone. Sometimes people just go and you're kind of like have this tunnel vision of just, let's just do our job, what we're here to do, whatever it might be. And that's fine too. But I knew going to Botswana, I was like, okay, I'm only going to be there for like 10 weeks, which sounds like a long time. But even when I left, I felt like it was a very short amount of time. And there's just, you're always learning something every single day. And so I really tried to like soak that all in while I was there. But um, so culturally, some of the things that I learned, it's just like that a lot of little things go a long way. And so whether it's like how to properly shake someone's hand in a respectful manner, because in some countries, you can't just walk up to someone and go right up and shake their hand or whatever. It's a very like respectful thing where you, you, hold your left arm on your right arm and shake their hand and I know that's that might be something very specific to Botswana I'm not entirely sure but it's just little things like that that can go a long way because people who are local there notice that and not that it's all about like putting the spotlight on you like oh look how cultural I am but it's it's more about like building relationships because Botswana is a very touristy area Um, there are safaris there's you know, the the Delta is, um, Okavanga Delta is only a couple miles away, basically. And um, Victoria Falls is a couple hours away. 
So there's just, it's a very touristy area. And so a lot of the locals don't think twice when they see a white person walking around just because normally it's someone there on a vacation. But when you can pick up those small details from the culture and implement them into your everyday life, people really notice that. And it starts conversations. When they see you again at the grocery store for the third time that week, they're kind of like, oh, wait, like, are you, do you live here? Like, why are you here? So yeah, I tried to pick up on little things like that. So it was like shaking hands or saying hello, goodbye, talking in Setswana. That's why I took Setswana lessons. Uh, even driving. So like I said, you already drive on the left side of the road, which is kind of strange, but for Americans. But even driving, like the traffic is very heavy in Mound. And so you have to be courteous and there are signals and things that you can do with your lights or your horn or whatever to like let people know they can cut in in front of you or, hey, wait, I'm turning. And so picking up on all of those also helped. Like it's just, yeah, but I could go on all day about like all the little tiniest things that make a culture. <laughs> so, yeah, but those were some things that like I picked up on and people would point out to me once in a while, like at church or something like, hey, your set swan is getting really good. Or, hey, I noticed even some of my friends at church uh, from the youth group occasionally would point out to me like, hey, don't do this. Don't do this. <laughs> like, But they were so nice about it. And so like they were there for me. They got my back like, oh, we don't do that here. But it wasn't like they were saying, oh, my gosh, you're going to be, you know, like, <laughs> don't make a fool of yourself. But they were just letting me know like, oh, hey, this is what we do here. Don't hold your arms like that or whatever. I don't know. So, so yeah, culturally, I just tried to immerse myself in the culture as often as possible. That might not be the case for every intern. I'm pretty independent and brave. Um, so I wasn't afraid to go out to the grocery store by myself starting like week two or three. Like I just, yeah, I would go out to a restaurant or go to the coffee shop or whatever. But um, I know that that's not the case for everyone, but whether or not you're willing to do that, when you are out in public or when you do go to church or go meet with a translation team, whatever it might be, just like try to pick up on those little things that the locals are doing. And it really does like go a long way when you're, when you're building that community and building relationships with other people. Yeah. Some things I learned about like translation itself and scripture engagement is that there really is so much detail that goes into translating and it might seem like a really long and tedious process because it is <laughs> frankly but but it's just it's still so like fascinating and and once in a while you just have those those holy spirit moments where like I was sitting in with Carl and the Shakalahari translation team and we were going through the book of I think it was I can't remember if it was Romans or Galatians, um, but there was one verse that I know well in English that I've heard it a lot, and then they were explaining it in Setswana how to best translate it or into Shakalahari, how to best translate it, and they use a word that basically encompassed what the whole verse was saying. But it was a concept I had never really thought of before. But once they said it, it helped me like understand the whole verse in a whole different way. Like, and so it was just so fascinating. And I don't know if that makes much sense, but like, um, I guess you just have to experience it. Maybe if you speak another language or learn um, another language or something, you can understand. But so it was moments like that that like broke up the whole like, oh my gosh, this is so long and 
you know, just drawn out process. But then you'd have moments like that, like, oh, this is so cool. Like, <laughs> I love this. And it just kind of blows your mind. Like, wow, I never thought of it that way. Or this totally changed my understanding of, or like brought back to life the meaning of that verse for me. Because you're learning, it's like you're hearing it for the first time, but it's just in a different language. So it was really cool. And what else I like about like translation and what I learned about it is that um, and scripture engagement is the reason for doing it is just, it's so, so inspiring. It's like, you're just working to put the word of God in the hands of this entire nation and in every nation, every tongue. And that's the goal of LBT, um, which I really love. And um, I saw that, you know, not only in translation, but then, like I said earlier, with scripture engagement, you're carrying out that mission. It's not just you don't just stop at translation because if you stopped there, um, yes, it will get into the hands of maybe a church or the committee or, you know, whoever in their families, but to truly try and spread the gospel because those people are already believers. Right. And so that's why they want to translate the Bible. They want to like have it in their language so they can go and carry it, continue to carry out that mission and tell people about it. Um, and and so scripture engagement really i learned a lot from that because it's like that was all about carrying out that mission once the bible has been translated into whatever language it might be then you go and you put it in the hands it's like physically putting it in the hands of the people which was really cool and so yeah even though it takes a long time it can be very very tedious at moments it's just you know like every single minute detail like and it can take years even but um what I learned about it is that it is worth every single minute because you never know what's going to happen along the way you either you'll spiritually grow a lot or maybe the people you're working with spiritually grow a lot or you end up crossing paths with someone who has never heard the word of God before and suddenly when they hear it in their own language their eyes are opened and it's just it's so cool yeah, and then so kind of transitioning into my next few comments, um, how what I learned like spiritually and how I personally grew spiritually, I learned that God is everywhere. <laughs> and I knew that before because, you know, God, we learned that God is all powerful and he, you know, he's everywhere all at once. But that's kind of a concept that is hard to really picture unless you travel far away and then you still see God working it's like oh yeah God truly is everywhere and and yeah so he's here with me right now as I sit here answering these questions he's with you in the office listening he's with the translators right now in Botswana or in uh, Sierra Leone you know he's everywhere and and his spirit not only goes with us wherever we go but he himself is just like in the atmosphere. Like, it's just so cool to think about. And so I witnessed that while I was there, because especially like at church and talking to some of the translation teams and stuff, like God is multilingual, like, as in he, he, he literally speaks every language perfectly and he understands every language. And so like going to Botswana and going to church and hearing them all pray to God in Setswana or whatever it was, it's like, God hears 
their prayers just as well as he hears my prayers in English and just as he hears someone across the world speaking Mandarin or whatever praying to him. It's like he just understands every language. And I don't want to get on too much of a tangent, but I just I remember thinking at one point while I was over there, I was like, I think oftentimes we think that God translates in his head when people are like talking to him into English. But what if God translates my English into Setswana? Or what if he's translating Mandarin into Russian or whatever it is? It's just really interesting to think about. It's like, maybe God's not English necessarily, like, but he just, he hears all of them the same. And that was what was really cool. That's kind of how I grew spiritually was just knowing like, wow, he truly is everywhere. And I told the church family when I was leaving, it was my last Sunday at church, I kind of gave a little bit of a a speech in front of them, like, thank you for having me. Thank you for welcoming me. And I said, it's so encouraging. And it still is to me to think about it. Like, it's so encouraging knowing I have brothers and sisters of Christ over there, as well as, you know, here at home. And I was like, I know you guys are going to be praying for me because you've told me that I'm going to keep praying for you. And it's just so cool how we can have that connection over the Atlantic Ocean, you know, (laughs) being just having that common commonality or whatever the word is of being you know brothers and sisters in Christ so yeah (laughs) definitely definitely it's really exciting to see that that process of growth I mean that you were there for for 10 weeks and Mm -hmm. seeing how much you've grown through that through those experiences so Mm -hmm. what would you tell someone who was thinking about pursuing an internship with Lutheran Bible translators knowing what you know now Yeah. I would say if you're considering it, do it. It was definitely worth my time. And I know it would be worth anyone else's time if it is something that you are genuinely interested in. It will change your life. It will change your perspective of missionary work and like ministry as a career, basically, because you do when you're there for more than a week or two, you do end up hitting those ruts and um, those lows in life, you know, just like you would here at home. But that's kind of what's cool about it is that you get to see, you just get to truly experience life and overseas or what it would be like um, to live in that culture and stuff. And for me, I did hit some of those ruts, you know, once in a while naturally, but, but for the most part, I was consistently very happy living there and, and I don't know if it was because I knew I was only going to be there for 10 weeks or what, because that can that can make a difference if you know you're going to go home soon or um, whatever. But but it was just it was just exciting living there because you never knew what was going to happen or who you were going to meet. It was just a whole truly a whole new world of possibilities. And every day I got to learn something new with like translation or scripture engagement or the language or whatever. Um, and so there was always something to learn and something to gain for experience later on in life. And I think that's what was so encouraging about it is that I knew no matter what experience I have, it's going to change my life and I'm going to be able to use this in the future um, and teach others about it or tell others about what Lutheran Bible translators is doing or what the Lutheran church in Mound is doing, um, you know, so it was really cool. So if you are considering it, yeah, just know that you're going to be meeting some amazing people. You are going to learn new skills, um, maybe new languages. Uh, You're going to eat new things, see new sights, and you're just going to end up experiencing 
God and what he's doing in a whole different a whole different light than what you're probably used to. And so even that alone is just worth going because yeah, I learned a lot about God and how he's working in places other than just my own life, places other than just Iowa or Nebraska or whatever it might be. So so yeah, I would say go for it. And I actually recommend going for longer than 10 weeks because by the time I left, I felt like I was just getting started. So yeah, if you have the time or if you want to pursue that, I would say go for six months or even longer than that, a full year, if you'd like to tackle that. Because, yeah, I can't imagine what more I would have gained and learned if I had stayed for 10 more weeks. <laughs> but, yeah, it's worth it. <laughs> Thank you so much for your time, Tiffany. And we really appreciate uh, your service as an intern with us in Botswana. Thank you for giving me that opportunity. It was truly amazing, and I really appreciate it. Thank you to Tiffany Smith for joining guest host Emily Wilson on the podcast today. As the program's director for LBT, I can tell you that while the church is growing and maturing in Africa and Asia, church leaders still tell me that there is a need for all hands on deck in service to the gospel and that missionaries from the West still have a vital role to play. If you would like to explore further whether career missionary service with LBT would be a good fit for you, please contact Emily at recruiter at lbt.org or go to www.lbt.org slash go. Thank you for listening to the Essentially Translatable podcast brought to you by Lutheran Bible Translators. We welcome your feedback on this episode via email to info at lbt.org. Look for past episodes of the podcast at lbt.org slash podcast or on Apple, Google, iHeartRadio, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow Lutheran Bible Translators on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, or go to www.lbt.org to find out how you can get involved in the Bible translation movement and put God's Word in their hands. This episode of the Essentially Translatable podcast was hosted by Emily Wilson and edited and produced by Andrew Olson. Executive producer is Amy Gertz. Music written and performed by Rob Veit. I'm Rich Radowski. So long for now.